0: From the WIA News Hub in Brisbane and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Are you coming to the
1: WIA Annual Conference being held in Mildura? With only one month remaining on the calendar, registrations have been filling quickly particularly since the announcement of our special guests and details of the weekend technical program. In previous weeks, we have talked to Peter Cossens about his digital ATV presentation, Andrew Martin, VK3OE, about the developments of his CHIRP radar system, and we have interviewed Jan King, W3GEY, a founding member of AMSAT, and we spoke to Jan about his much-anticipated presentation on the AMSAT satellite program. A major feature of the technical program is the presentation by the Adelaide based Project Horus team, who will be presenting at their Saturday afternoon technical symposium and launching a real Horus Balloon, Horus twenty five, on Sunday morning from the old Aero Ovals in Mildura. So this morning it's my pleasure to introduce to you Terry Baum, VK five VZI, who is one of the lead members of the Horus team. Good morning, Terry. Good morning to you, Robert. First up, Terry, thanks to you and your team for being part of the WIA annual conference. Now, I'm sure that many of us will have heard of or be familiar with the Horus program, but for those listeners out there who are not, uh, could you tell us a little bit about the background
2: behind the program? No problems, Robert, and a very good morning to all the listeners here on this WIA news broadcast. Project Horus is a high-altitude balloon project. Our aim is to build and fly low-cost weather balloon payloads into the stratosphere, capturing photographs, recording sensor data, and providing a reliable launch platform for high-altitude experiments. Our typical launches attain altitudes in excess of 35 kilometers, passing through regions of extremely low pressure and temperature. Temperatures frequently reach as low as minus 55 degrees Celsius. We track our payloads with GPS and radio communications. Once the balloons burst, the payloads return to Earth under a parachute and we retrieve them. We had our first launch in 2010, and since then we've launched 23 balloons. Mildura will be our 25th launch, so it has the designation Horus 25. So, the plan is to launch Sunday morning
1: at 8am, and everyone attending the WI conference, and of course the general public, they're invited to come along and watch. Terry, what happens after the balloon is launched?
2: Well, as part of the payload on the balloon, we'll have a ready stream of telemetry on 70cm. With the aid of some software that people can install on their laptops, using the laptop sound card hooked up to their 70cm radio, they'll be able to decode telemetry data. We'll also be sending the same information to the Project Horus website in real time, so that people with internet access, including interested local Mildura residents, will be able to track the balloon's progress via the internet. Horus 25 will also have an amateur voice repeater on board, with the input on 70cm and the output on 2m. We expect that the balloon will remain in the air for about two and a half hours before it bursts and the payload parachutes back down to the ground. I guess your balloon launches would normally attract a lot of uh, public interest. Yes, they do. Quite often we get inquiries from people asking if they can come to watch a launch. Sometimes it's not actually possible for a number of reasons. The launches take place on private property and access can be difficult. So for everyone who's been hanging out to come and see a launch, Mildura is the place to do it. Head on up to Mildura for the AGM and come see the launch of Horus 25. And there's a prize, I understand, for the person who tracks and recovers the payload. Yes, I've been informed a Yaesu FT-1900R has been donated as a prize for the person who locates and recovers the balloon payload. Mind you, it's much easier these days with the balloon having an onboard GPS than it was in days gone by when you would have had to DF the payload. I don't think it's likely to land on the paddle boat Mundu though. So if you do plan to follow and track the balloon, that'll be a separate exercise to the Mundu lunch and afternoon boat trip. I understand the boat boards at 11 and departs at 11.30. Well, thanks again, Terry, to you and your team. Thanks again, Robert. Join us
1: at the WIA Annual Conference in Mildura and be part of history in the making with the launch of Horus 25. Register online today. Simply visit the WIA website and click the link to the Annual Conference Mildura.
3: Good morning, and yes, it is the WIA National News Service for the last broadcast of April, April 29, 2012. And that WIA conference AGM is surely shaping up to be another something special. Olympic Games 3D TV trials. The Australian Communications and Media Authority has agreed to issue licences to Nine Network Australia provided certain conditions are met This to conduct trials of 3D television featuring daily highlights of the 2012 Olympic Games. The ACMA chairman, Chris Chapman, has confirmed these details. ACMA had considered Nine's application to use unassigned TV channels for 3D trials in Adelaide, Brisbane, Gold Coast, Melbourne, Perth and Sydney. Viewers with a 3D TV should be able to view the trial if they're within the coverage area of the trial services, Mr Chapman of ACMA said. To ensure that viewers understand the month-long transmission will only be available in certain areas, the Nine Network has agreed to implement a range of consumer protection measures. Detailed information about the coverage areas and other aspects of the trials will be available from the Nine Network before the services are due to commence the 16th of July, which is only less than 100 days away. Hams across Australia and it's all happening at the Summerland Amateur Radio Club today, Sunday the 29th. Starting at 10am there'll be a big tidy up with many tasks to be done. They need all hands on deck. Now things to be done include weeding, sorting out the magazine collection, tidying the workroom and storeroom and sorting out surplus sale stuff ready for their big spring ham fest. There will be a barbecue lunch. Then at two will be the AGM of Northern Rivers Wyson, and all members are asked to be there if possible and all interested persons are welcome to attend. That's this Sunday at the club rooms and a map is available on the Summerland Club website. Centenary of organised amateur radio in Queensland, special event call sign and operations. VK100WIQ will be available to clubs during July and August and a special QSL card is being designed and printed. Clubs interested in using the special call for a 3D bracket or more if you're keen
4: need to contact Michael VK4QS. For the last year, the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society has held the call VK5MGY, MGY being the radio call sign of the Titanic. Doc VK5BUG and Sean VK5ASC have used the call at Titanic displays. Doc, who operates exclusively on CW, has made over 300 contacts worldwide to over 30 countries. QSLs have been printed and distributed from a winning competition entry of James Zinkler. Thanks to Doc and Sean for their efforts. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5 RAD at 9am local time. I'm David, VK5 Kilo Charlie.
0: From the WIA News Hub in Melbourne and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service relayed by VK1 WIA. This is Michael Owen, VK3KI.
5: In recent times, a number of amateurs have asked questions about the WIA awards program. I expect that the release published in the last few days will answer those questions. That release said that shortly after becoming WIA director for awards, Chris Platt, VK5CP, found that he had very little time for the task because of increasingly intense work pressures. WIA Director Trent Sampson, VK4TS, has been appointed Acting Director for Awards until Chris is able to devote the necessary time to the role. Steve Chamberlain. VK6IR was appointed awards manager last February but found that he was unable to use the time that he had set aside for establishing the role and so felt it better to allow someone else the opportunity to deal with this important area of WIA interest. Bob Robinson, VK3SX, has been appointed awards manager. In addition, Alan Meredith, VK2CA, has rejoined the awards committee and Laurie Davison, VK7ZE, has joined the committee. Laurie is expected to become the first Australian ERRL card checker in the very near future. Last March, Dale McCarthy, VK4DMC, retired from the awards committee as he felt that he was no longer able to devote the necessary time to that role. The Routine management of the awards process will continue to be through the WIA office and WIA Treasurer John Longero, VK3PZ, currently overseas on holiday, has reorganised much of the basic current data to provide a basis for the work being undertaken by Trent, Bob and the awards team. The awards pages on the WIA website have been updated, work is continuing to update the DXCC standing and the delay in issuing WIA award certificates is expected to be largely overcome in the next six weeks. May I take this opportunity to thank everyone involved for their efforts to overcome the difficulties we ran into and their ongoing work to improve the program, in particular Trent Sampson- Bob Robinson and John Longero, working as ever in the background, as well as the whole team.
0: The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands.
6: What use is an F call? Recently, I had the opportunity to see a group of amateurs show and tell lots of little inventions, from antenna through measuring equipment, handmade and historic. The atmosphere was electric hams showing off their technical achievements. It was exciting to see the glint in the eye of each demonstrator proudly sharing their accomplishments. I realized that in many places in life there is competition. Even in amateur radio there are contests, but this was something else. This was an experience that highlighted to me what amateur radio is all about, figuring out how to achieve something and sharing it with others. I understand that you could think that this too could turn into a competition, but the websites I've seen in the past year contradict that notion. Everywhere I look, there are people trying to share their knowledge, trying to make amateur radio a great place to be, telling stories, inventing things, making and building. All this is a run-up to something. One question. What have you shared lately? If you received your licence recently, you may think that you have nothing to share. Ironically, that is absolutely untrue you bring with you a new curiosity, a fresh set of inquisitiveness that you can share with fellow amateurs. You bring an excitement to the hobby that might assist experienced hams with a thrill of their own. So don't be shy. Young ham or old hand, share and share alike. I'm Ono VK6, Fox Lima, Alpha Bravo.
4: Across Australia
3: from VK1WIA you're tuned to the WIA National News Service in the ACT region where it can be heard on our Mount Janini 2 meter and 70 centimeter repeaters 146.950 and 438.050 on Sunday mornings at 0900 local time. This is Alan, VK1 Whiskey X-Ray.
0: From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB,
7: SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Meteoroid the size of a minivan explodes over California. An explosion over California that rattled homes across at least two states has been analysed by NASA's Meteoroid Environment Office. It was a natural meteoroid the size of a minivan. Analysts say the space rock exploded in the atmosphere with an energy equal to nearly four kilotons of TNT and might have sprayed the Sierra Nevada mountains with meteorites. New President... Rassi Erasmus, ZS1YT, was elected as the South African Radio League SARL president. In his address at the annual dinner just held, he said that his objective for his year in office is, Together we will achieve more for amateur radio. He said, I believe that clubs should be more active in the SARL and its national activities. And on the flip side, the SARL must be more engaged with clubs. The old cliche of unity is strength could not be more true today than ever before. And while we achieve successes at international level, we need to work harder at successes at national level. We need to work better together, communicate more with each other. And clubs in the SARL need to support each other to grow and expand. Amateur radio posters for download. Another great initiative from the RSGB. They've made available a collection of amateur radio promotional posters that can be used when demonstrating the hobby to the public. The posters can be downloaded from rsgb.org forward slash posters. New IRLP topic channel for scouts. Radio scouting and the jamboree on the air now have a common meeting place for Internet Radio Linking Project Contacts, or IRLP. As one of the new topic channels, scouts need only connect to IRLP node 9091 to make contact with one another. The Radio Scouting and Jamboree on the Air topic channel is available for use 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. A recommended time for calling has initially been established for 1,800 UTC for weekend events such as radio merit badge events as well as contacts during summer camp. Another suggested time is 0,100 UTC to accommodate most scouts during the evening hours. New over the horizon radar report released by DK20M. A new paper released by a ham in Germany may shed some light on sources of interference on the ham bands caused by radar systems worldwide. Jim Davis, W2JKD, has
0: more. Wolfgang Hadel, DK2OM, has made available a report documenting high-frequency over-the-horizon radar systems used around the world. Also included are ionosphere and troposphere diagnostic radars as well and also ocean wave and coastal radars. All of these can interfere with amateur radio and shortwave listening. The report is an exceedingly thorough look at these various radar systems and their uses. It also includes explanations of how some of these systems work. It includes photographs, maps, and graphs of some of the operations. The 36-page report is free to anyone who wants a copy. You can download it now in Adobe PDF format at tinyurl.com forward slash OTH-radar-report. Believe it or not, this story from our weird and wonderful file. While it might be the stuff science fiction dreams are made of, a Japanese construction company has announced that it will have built a working space elevator by 2050. Amateur Radio Newsline's Heather Butera Howell, KB3TZD, is here with this glimpse into the future.
8: Imagine putting a microsat under your arm, taking it on an elevator ride to a geostationary on-orbit outpost, and eventually having it tossed into space. Such might be the case in about 40 to 50 years if the plans of a Japanese-based construction company come to pass. According to the Yomiuri Shimbun newspaper, the company, known as Obayashi Corporation, has announced it will build a kind of space elevator by the year 2050, one that will be capable of shuttling passengers and supplies 36,000 kilometers above the Earth. The company plans to use carbon nanotubes, which are said to be 20 times stronger than steel, to produce the cables required for the elevator. The cables will be stretched to a counterweight 96,000 kilometers above our planet. That's about one-fourth of the distance between the Earth and the moon. An Obayashi official told the newspaper that the terminal station to be located 36,000 kilometers above Earth will be reached by cars that can carry 30 people and travel at 200 kilometers per hour. He adds that at this moment, the company cannot estimate the cost for the project. However, they will try to make steady progress so that it won't end up just as simply a dream. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Heather Butera Howell, KB3TZD, looking at the future from near Berwick, Pennsylvania.
0: Amateur Radio, it's a special hobby that's been a secret for far too long. Let's finally change that and let the government and the rest of Australia know what we know, that it's an important and special hobby that performs a great service to all. Please spend a few hours every year promoting amateur radio in your local area and getting AR numbers back in the black. Easy to modify and print promotional material can be obtained from the websites listed in the text edition of this broadcast. Help us to help ourselves and let's do Australia a favour. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Greetings everyone, this is Trent, VK4TS.
9: Coming up shortly is the WIA AGM and it's time to reflect over the past 12 months in contesting, my special area of interest 2012 has seen the formation of the WAA Contest Committee and the introduction of general rules for WAA contests. Contrary to some misconceptions, these are not an attempt to make all contests the same, but rather to use the same terms for all our sponsored contests. Sadly, we saw the resignation due to ill health of our long-time RD contest manager, Peter VK4OD. However, Peter recommended Allen VK4SN as his replacement, and Alan has taken on the role with Gusto. Interestingly, he has proposed a number of changes to the rules and these are in the May issue of AR or on the WIA website. The Oceana DX contest has another record in logs received, over 1,200 logs and an amazing turnaround by a contest that only 15 years ago was almost extinct. Well done Brian, VK3MI and the team. The field day contests have continued to increase activity with the John Moyle capably managed by Dennis VK3AE leading the way. However, more interest is also being shown in the VHF and UHF only categories under the stewardship of John VK3KM. With the changes to the RD contest, there's been a proposal put forward for individual sponsored trophies. Chris, VK3FY, has already volunteered the South Pacific Contest Club to donate an annual shield for the highest scoring multi-operator and I look forward to hearing from any other groups interested in sponsoring one. Back to the news desk, this has been Trent, VK4TS.
0: News, talk and radio sport,
10: here with VK1WIA. Operational news, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. Special events in on-air contest column, dateline 2012. VK ZL Trans Tasman Contest 80 meters, Phone, May 12. VK Shires Contest, June 9 and 10. VK Winter VHF UHF Field Day, June 23 and 24. ZL NZAT Memorial Contest, July 1st, Fall Weekend. VK ZL Trans Tasman Contest, 80 plus 160 meters, July 21. VK Remembrance Day Contest, August 11 and 12. Worldwide International Lighthouse, Lightship Weekend, August 18 and 19. VK, Spring VHF, UHF Field Day, November 24 and 25. Special Event Stations, DX and Beacon, and Net advice N6G to celebrate Golden Gate Bridge at age 75. A Hillsburg, California ham has announced a special event operation to celebrate the 75th anniversary of one of the state's most useful landmarks. Will, AE6YB, told our good friends at the Amateur Radio Newsline that he will be hosting special event N6G on May 26th and the 27th to celebrate the 75th anniversary of the opening of San Francisco's Golden Gate Bridge. AE6YB says that he will definitely be on 7.265, 14.265 and 21.265 MHz during the two-day operation. F4CYZ is operational from Morocco as CN2YZ through year's end. His activity will be from Tangier, especially on the weekends. The Mediterranean DX Club is supporting his activities and is also providing a website with a log check. Media Watch When a new broadcaster comes online, they are encouraged to subscribe to WIA Broadcasters at yahoogroups.com web service. Twice a week you will receive emails. The first is posted detailing that week's news broadcast, duration and where the audio can be downloaded from. The second email is a detailed tele sheet from all the official rebroadcast stations across VK. Remember, the only rebroadcast stations of this news shown on the WIA Where to Hear Us webpage are the ones regularly sending us the number of callbacks each week. If you wish to join and are a rebroadcaster, drop us an email now to nationalnews at wia.org.au. Also, when sending national news material, please heed what Graham VK4BB said last week and read the how-to-submit items on the weekly news page at wia.org.au. Don't send us just URLs and please post your audio onto the news area, not by email. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Enningham. Across
4: Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Wide Bay Burnett District of Queensland, it's relayed on 146.800 MHz VK4 RBU Mount Gunanaman at 0900 Australian Eastern Standard Time each Sunday. From the Maryborough Electronics and Radio Group, I'm Ray,
1: VK4TPT. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's final frontier. 16 Japanese educational satellites to be launched. 16 educational satellites are under construction in Japan. The first should be launched in May, followed by the others over the next two years. The first to launch is the amateur radio satellite ho 2 built by the students of Kyushu Institute of Technology, KIT. The launch is to be on the Japanese H-2A rocket planned for May 17th at 1640 hours UTC. The mission aims to take pictures of the Earth using a small CMOS camera developed by the University of Surrey, a sister university of KIT. Scamp takes six hundred forty by four hundred eighty pixel pictures in JPEG format. From seven hundred kilometers altitude one pixel corresponds to one point six kilometers. Hoyu two will be followed in July by the launch of HTV three to the International Space Station. This will deliver the GEM small satellite orbital deployer along with the Japanese CubeSats We Wish, FITSAT one and Reiko. These CubeSats should be deployed from the ISS in September using their Japanese experimental module JEM robot arm. Worldwide special interest groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers, QCWA, become a member or pay dues online. The Quarter Century Wireless Association has announced that those eligible can now join the organisation or renew membership online. The links to the application are at QCWA.com. Org. After you complete the form, click Add to Cart, and there you'll be taken to PayPal to complete the transaction. You don't need to be a member of PayPal or use a debit or credit card. Eligibility to join QCWA requires a continuous 25 years as a licensed amateur radio operator. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio, Weiss and Victoria News. They've got a date of Saturday, May the fifth at the East Gippsland Stage as PNSTAL. If you can help with this one, contact Colin Pomroy, VK3BLE, Phonemon 035149-7228. And on Sunday, May the 6th, it's the Kendon Nav Rally at Rubicon. If you can help with this one, please contact Peter Weeks, VK3YZP, phonemon zero three-five double seven two one four five four. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne.
3: Leaving you this week on the social scene. April the 28th, that was Hargfest yesterday at Hills Amateur Radio Group. It certainly seems like a big event, that one. May 3 to 18 in VK5, we'll see the WILE International 2012 Australia meet. May 5 and 6 in VK4, Radar on Mark Clairview Gathering. The WIA annual conference in Mildura, as Robert has told us about, May twenty-five to twenty-seven. May twenty-six Barkfest, that's the Hamfest at the Mount Gravatt Showgrounds in Brisbane, nine a.m. The Queensland Cassowary Coast FWNQARG Finag June eight to eleven. June nine to ten in VK five is the Southeast Radio Group's convention, Mount Gambier. Also in July, July 14, Wide Bay Hamfest, the West Mariborough Scout Hall in VK4. July 21 in VK3, it's the Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronic Club Hamfest. And the same date, July 21 in VK4, WIA's VK4 Club President's Lunch at Harvey Bay Amateur Radio Club. And in November, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society's Hamfest at Goodwood, November 4, November 11, Yarrow Valley Amateur Radio Group's Hamfest and Spark Hamfest at Rosebud, November 25. That, of course, VK3. OK, we'll see you next week. I'm Graham VK4BB. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Walk softly.
0: In the nation's capital with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA.
8: We've reported. You decide.